I live out in Northern California, Mendocino County, and I was out driving with a friend on Highway 1, just a little bit north of Westport. We were heading north and saw something off the road a ways. It was eating a deer carcass. I think it was about 50 feet away and its face was just covered in blood. It looked more like a hyena than a dog, but it was the size of a large dog and it had long, really long, sharp teeth. It had cat-like eyes and a hyena face, but with an enormous mouth and kind of an arched back. It looked really muscular. As we passed this thing, I looked at my friend and said, what the hell was that thing? And my buddy Jacob, who's a former Marine said, I don't know what the hell that was and we're not stopping to find out. And we had hunting rifles in the back of the truck, so we could have defended ourselves if we had to. Never knew what I saw nor what it was because I never talked about it with anybody afterwards until a few years later, I just happened to be talking to my uncle who is this kind of hippie shaman guy but he knows a lot about paranormal stuff. And I was describing what I saw and he said, that sounds like a chupacabra. Real mean, evil looking things. He said he and a Native American friend saw one when they were serving in the National Guard in Northern Nevada. And that's what his friend said it was. Submitted by Michael. you people out in the hinterlands. As always, it's Rockin' Max, and we're going to be your guys as we explore the haunted roads and deserts here at Nightmares and Daydreams, y'all. Hey, lovely listeners. Rock and I have a good one for you today. Yeah, we do. We got some great stories for you. And if you like our stories and our pod, take just that second to give us a quick review. It means so much, gang. A little help, please. Go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and grant us that boon with a five-star review. Or even better, give us a kind word, gang. It helps a ton to give us visibility, and, you know, we need it to keep going and growing and getting our little pot out there. Thanks in advance. So that's enough housekeeping. Rock and I are going to now discuss and debate all things legendary, paranormal, and monstrous. And, of course, fun. Yes, we are, Maxie, but do you want to know what's not fun? Everything's fun to me, Rock. Yeah, you're just a barrel of monkeys, aren't you? Okay, listen, how about a vicious canid creature with razor-sharp teeth? Nah, that's okay. Or what about a reptilian-looking kangaroo-type beast with spines on its back and some say wings that sucks the blood out of its victims? We've already talked about dogman, vicious canid creatures. This is not the oh-so-famous upright walking canid, Maxie. This is a creature of unknown origin or classification. Some say it's of alien origin, and depending on location, the description of the beast differs. Let's talk about the fact that there seem to be two different kinds of the phenomenon, or creatures that are classified as chupacabras, which is what Rock and I are gabbing about today, folks. In case you missed the title. All right, true enough, gang. So there's the older Puerto Rico chupacabras, which were first sighted in 1995, or the good old days, as we call it. (laughs) In Puerto Rico, of course. You got that keen mind, Max. Nothing escapes you, my man. (laughs) Not even the chupacabras. Okay, so tell us the difference between the Puerto Rican chupacabras and the mainland version. You call it the mainland version? I call it the Texas version. Or is it the Cuero Cabra? (laughs) Started about 30 minutes north of my old stomach grounds of Victoria. Shout out to V-Town. I can get behind that. 
Of course, we got to have our own version of the Chupacabras in Texas. That's how we do. You know, we do. <laughs> so again, tell us about the Puerto Rican OG Chupacabras. You know, why don't I just tell a story, everybody? Do it. It was a woman named Madeline Talentino who is credited with first seeing the beast through a picture window outside of her home in Canavas, Puerto Rico, during the second week of August, 1995. In a 96 interview, Talentino described the bipedal animal and said it had black eyes that, quote, were damp and protruding, running up to its temples and spreading to the sides, like alien eyes. Alien eyes. Its height was about four feet, more or less. At the time, it was walking like a human on both legs, its arms were drawn back in an attack position, as though it were some kind of TV monster. She said it had three long, skinny fingers and that its arms were also very long. Its hair was rather short and close to its body, rather well combed, in fact. Okay. That does sound potentially more like a dogman yeah. than what I think of as a chupacabras and a well-groomed dogman at that. Maybe drive up in a limo or something. Yeah, that's from our dogman episode. Check it out, gang. So what do you think of the chupacabras, man? And BTW dogmen are usually way taller than four foot tall. Just saying. Good point. I think of all the hairless coyote type creatures. Like when I hear chupacabras. Yeah, that's more the Texas version. Basically this dogish type creature. Well, and Michael's story at the start of the episode sounded a bit fiercer than a dog, though. True, true. I mean, that was scary sounding, and there are definitely variations. But honestly, I'm not sure I'd classify that beast from the first story as a chupacabras. Oh, yeah? What's your theory? Just some massive canine? I think so, man. I mean, I mean, the beast face was covered in blood, right? To me, that involves digging in and tearing at the flesh and bone or whatever it's feeding on. I don't know. I mean... If that thing was latched onto something's neck, the process, the sucking of its blood, is not going to be nice and clean. It's going to be messy, Rock. You know, man, I just think that maybe the Chupacabras has kind of become an umbrella term for any strange Caden-type creature that can't be identified right off the bat, right? Like, if it's a weird dog, true, true. you know, it's a Chupacabras. I mean, gang, the name Chupacabras comes from Puerto Rico and stemmed from all the damn goats this thing was killing. <laughs> Goat sucker, anybody? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> okay, so you don't think the canid ones are true chupacabras? I mean, what do I know, man? It's just my opinion. But, you know, but when folks posit this creature might be an alien, I definitely think that the Puerto Rican version of this creature, not the canid versions, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And just so we have a description of the Puerto Rican chupacabras, here it is, gang. Smallish, bipedal, three to four feet tall, spines or quills on its back, red glowing eyes, sharp teeth, green slash gray leathery type skin, very reptilian. Its stance has reminded some witnesses of a kangaroo, and in some cases, it even has bat-like wings. Damn, Rock. I didn't realize you were such a huge proponent of the Puerto Rican version of the Chupacabras. <laughs> Dude, Maxi, you know I'm a big fan of the Puerto Rican version of the Chupacabras, my man. Because it was on the X-Files? Hey, man, that was a great episode, gang. Check it out if you haven't. But no, that's not the reason. I just love the lore surrounding it and the El Yunque rainforest in Puerto Rico where some of the sightings occurred. Dude, that place has been rumored to be haunted, and there are many sightings of like UFOs rising from the forest. And in fact, there are reports of a 1984 UFO crash in the heart of El Yunque. So yeah, dude, some interesting stuff. Where there's smoke, there's fire, as you like to say. Yep. 
let's go back to Puerto Rico for a second. Technically, we never left. True. Continue on, Maxi. So the attacks attributed to the Chupacabras actually began on March of that year, the year that mm-hmm. uh, Madeline Tolentino saw it. Um, I believe it was 1995, you said? Yeah. What a great year. Yeah. We were just <laughs> <laughs> young lads, all our potential before us back then. Yeah, look at me. You're sounding all nostalgic just like me. Hey, everybody, Max has some <laughs> sexy long hair back in the 90s, all wavy like <laughs> Kenny G. For about six months <laughs> to a year, I did, yeah. <laughs> Don't be jealous of my amazing locks, Rock. Uh, too late. Okay, let's get back to some sightings. Even though there wasn't a definitive sighting of the creature until August of 95, the attacks began in March of that year. Quite a long time to be sneaking around. The Chupacabras has a lot of ranks and moves silently. And plus 10 natural camouflage. You know, it's quite a bit of time to skulk around like you've seen, uh, especially when you consider that that year, around 1,000 animal deaths were attributed to the Chupacabras. That's quite a lot. And the animals were said to have been drained of blood through puncture wounds. Hence the goat sucker name. Exactly. And, you know, weirdly, though, sometimes there were three puncture wounds. Dude, I feel like that's a strange number as far as puncture wounds, you know, like in the earthly animal kingdom. Definitely a weird number. You'd think it'd be an even number, you know, typically two. I mean, but whatever it was, it should be even. I think that's, yeah, I think that's part of the reason people attribute, you know, to its non-terrestrial origins or whatnot. Yeah. Earth creatures would either have like one sucker. Like a mosquito or something. Exactly. Or two or more teeth, but like some even number. Yeah, I'm guessing it came through a portal, like from Skinwalker Ranch or something. Or, you know, from space. (laughs) Space portal. Hell, what about government labs? We'll have to ask Fox Mulder about that. Hey, let's have a story, gang. I was camping with my Labradoodle, Charlie, last summer. We were camping near Biloxi, Mississippi. Charlie needed to go out and pee around 10 p.m. Not long after I let him out, I heard a loud yelping from the swamp. I immediately ran out and flooded the area with my handheld spotlight, calling to Charlie. And that's when I saw an unusual creature with eyes that glowed red. The creature was a yellowish-brown and about three feet tall and bipedal and had several foot-long spines on its back. It was hunched over Charlie and sucking blood out of his neck. It screeched at me and ran off. Charlie's neck had two fang marks, and he was trembling. I grabbed him and drove as fast as possible to the 24-hour vet. The vet said he had never seen this before and confirmed that Charlie had lost a lot of blood. He mentioned El Chupacabras and he was from Puerto Rico, but said he had never seen one and thought it was a myth. And there we go. That's the OG Chupacabras gang. Poor Charlie, I hope he was okay. I mean, sounds like he was, and that's the MO of the creature sighted in Puerto Rico. And listen, y'all, why would you let your beloved pet out to do his business near a damn swamp? (laughs) Can nothing good come of swamp, everybody, like gators, pythons, Skunk apes. Chupacabras aside. <laughs> Puck wudgies. Hashtag Florida. For real, dude. Okay. Although, I guess this was in Mississippi. But still, swamps are generally dangerous, folks. And apparently, Chupacabras territory 
It's terrifying. Imagine hearing your dog in that kind of distress. I mean, I'd go rushing out there thinking maybe like a snake got him, not a three-foot-tall spike-back demon from the netherworld. You feel me? <laughs> okay, so now you think the chupacabras is infernal? No, no, man. But imagine that person's dismay seeing his dog is Labradoodle <laughs> in the clutches of that thing. Like, that was horrifying. Yeah, I bet that's the last time they camped in Biloxi. You ain't lying. All right, so Maxie, since you seem to be, you know... You seem to really like the canine versions of the chupacabras. Let's get into those, which I believe some refer to as the Texas blue dogs instead of chupacabras. What do you think about that? Are you telling me there ain't no chupacabras in Texas, Rock? I'm telling you that the big difference as OG paranormal gangster and current Texas resident, Nick Redfern, stated is this. We only have sightings of the Puerto Rican chupacabras, secondhand accounts, eyewitness testimony, lore and legends. Okay. But the canid version of the chupacabras here in Texas, man, specimens have been shot, ran over, studied, autopsied, stuffed, for crying out loud, man. I mean, they've been looked into. Yeah. And one of the underlying themes seems to be that they're mostly coyotes, often mixed with Mexican wolves and the Mexican hairless dog, the Xolo. I'll admit, the chupacabras found in Cuero, Texas, do resemble the Xolo. Well, I mean... Like we said, Max, they've been studied. And I'll admit, they do look odd. And they're not just regular canines slash dogs. And some folks, you know, just say they're dogs with, like, severe mange. But uh, it's, it's, it's more than that. Yeah, like longer legs in the front for some specimens. Mm-hmm. A much larger jaw size. The way they run is different, at least in the footage I've seen. Mm-hmm. And they're apparently pretty aggressive. Listen, y'all, to each their own. Y'all think we got Chupacabras in Texas and on the mainland? Let's do it. It's more fun that way anyway, right? I'm all for more mystery in this world. You ain't lying, Maxie. So, gang, I believe those creatures, these canine Chupacabras, at least in Texas, were sighted killing chickens and other domestic animals and then, like, licking their blood. I mean, that's some strange behavior right there, Max. Chicken lickers doesn't sound as cool as Chupacabras. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Sheep lickers, goat lickers, those don't sound so damn cool either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into another story. Hell Monkeys from Beyond read the front page of the May 30th edition of the Tucson Weekly. A monster is winging its way over Tucson. It's out there, prowling the night sky, ready to strike without warning. A local Arizona businessman recalled hearing the tales of so-called goat suckers in the area since the 1950s. The description sounded very much like the chupacabras out of Puerto Rico, a chimera of reptile, a giant kangaroo, and rat. According to local lore, the beasts were said to migrate north from Nogales after dark to attack anyone foolish enough to be out in the desert alone. Another Tucson resident, Joe Urea, said that he did indeed encounter one of the creatures in the 1950s. He was a young man then and recalled being outside in his yard when the outhouse door suddenly opened to reveal something, a creature that resembled a giant kangaroo staring at him. And creepily enough, seemed to be urging Joe to come closer. Wisely, Joe ran in the other direction, never seeing the creature again. From Monsters Among Us by Linda S. Godfrey. A kangaroo-type monster hanging around your outhouse? Any theories? Well, we're not in Australia, so I immediately rule out kangaroos. Right, folks do have them in private collections. 
in rural Arizona in the 1950s hanging out <laughs> in an outhouse? I don't think so, Maxie. And what's with the creature trying to lure the kid to come closer? You got me, man. I mean, that obviously is not typical Chupacabra's behavior, at least according to the lore. And the kangaroo link reminds me a lot of the Jersey Devil, actually. Oh, yeah. That guy is often said to look very much like a kangaroo with wings, hooves, horse's head, glowing eyes. A lot of those kind of match up. Yo, 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 Max. Hey, Max, don't ruin our upcoming Jersey Devil <laughs> episode, my man. We've been holding off on that one, gang. It's coming. It's going to be good. <laughs> the Puerto Rican-New Jersey connection. Exactly, man. All right, my bad. So what are your final thoughts on the infamous Chupacabras rock? Alien? Monster? Other dimensional being? Government experiment? Mangy dog? What you got? Yes. Yes to all those things. <laughs> it's a mystery, gang. Yo, so conclusive. What about you, Maxie? It's a canine-type creature in the mainland and in Texas, which is also the mainland, mm -hmm. and it's killing livestock. Texas Chupacabras represent. <laughs> Way to stick to your guns, partner. We done, Rock? You know it, man. With that last bit of lore, gang, we are done. Thanks for hanging out with your boys during these trying times. You know we appreciate it. And if you folks appreciate what we're doing, please consider supporting the podcast. One way is to go to buymeacoffee.com and search Nightmares Podcast for a delicious one-time donation. So delicious. We need our caffeine, y'all. Also, if you have a mind, head on over to patreon.com forward slash nightmares podcast to support your boys. We got some fun bonus content, gang. Tears start at a buck a month and you can cancel anytime. Check out the link in the episode description. And we've been getting some nice messages, y'all, in regards to the production and music of our pod. And we have the best bard in the business, Teresa Joy, to thank for that. Find and follow her at Viobrite. That's at V-I-O-B-R-I-T-E on Facebook and Instagram. And find more amazing music at her own website, TeresaJoyMusic.com. Teresa spelled T-E-R-E-S-A. So there's no confusion out there, gang. Finally, y'all, head on over to our own damn website at nightmarespodcast.net to holler at you boys. And for those of you who have asked, yeah, we are looking into getting some coffee mugs and some other merch done up. Be patient, party people. Well, gang, as always, be good to each other and sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.